Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam, and I am here. You know what? I'm, I'm kind of excited. I've been waiting to talk to Alex for like a long time. I I, I, I saw her. Every time I see her, I'm like, yo, I'm going to have you on the podcast. She's like, mm-hmm, okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm talking to Alexandria Tyler. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So... <laughs> You are my you are my fresh guinea pig because I have rebranded. I've been in class. I've been studying. You know, I've been scouring the internet. I'm coming up with different things. So I got like segments now and everything. Oh, we big time now. We big time. Oh, big time now. So we. Go, I, I like to I like to start it out now with um a nice little icebreaker thing. Let it call. Damn if you know. Um, because you know I'm damn if you know yeah. you know if you know me right. So, so what I'll do is I find something um, on the internet or something I see on TV or if I'm being honest, TikTok, that's my new <laughs> obsession. It's a rabbit hole. I'm, I'm too damn old for TikTok, but I'm, I swear I'll be on it all day long. Jesus. Um, we got it worse than anybody else. The older ones, we got it worse than the young kids. We do. We do. Just a TikTok exchange. <laughs> Um, but I, you know, I, I found, I found something on, on TikTok, just something to like react about, not really something that, you know, we can deep dive on, but when I saw it, I, I made a, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play the audio and then you tell me what you think. Lancaster just minutes before she found herself being crushed underneath Jojo the camel with only one way out. But God will always make it. A way out where there's no way. And on my side of my face lay his testicles. I couldn't do anything with my arms. And I did. I'm not going to lie. I bit them. So your face, Alex, is uh, about the same face I made. Because um. what? Because <laughs> what? <laughs> I have so many questions. Like, how did you even end up under the camel? And, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I, you know what? That's I had two initial thoughts. One, I made the same face that you made because I was like, well, well damn. Um, but if you got a, a camel that, you know, I don't know, weighs five, six hundred pounds or whatever, and it's laying on you. Um, I said the same thing. I, I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. But my second question, which which really made me like get out of the app for a little while, because just because I didn't like the way my mind was was going. My second question was, well, how hard did she have to bite the balls? Because 
it's a big animal. <laughs> you know those balls are big, so <laughs> so you can't just bite like you would bite broccoli because that's like that's gonna be like a little scratch. She's gotta itch. bite, keep biting through. Yeah. I hope the ice is broken, Alex, because I, I got nothing else after that. I, I think the ice is melted at this point. <laughs> I think it's just melted. Like we're we're past breaking the ice because <laughs> that took the cake right there. That took the cake. It took the cake. Okay. Well, since the ice is broken, <laughs> I can't. I don't even know where that came from. It, you know what? It got sent to me today, and I was just like, you know what? That's what I'm rolling with. I'm rolling yep. with that. Um. So. Alex, we um I just want to kind of talk to you about what you're working on right now because I have been waiting. Alex, I've been waiting a, a good year. I've been like patiently waiting. I said, you know what? Um she says she's gonna work on it, but I, but that's what I, I said the same thing about my podcast. I kept telling people I'm gonna record a podcast, and then five years later it finally happened. So I was gonna push. I wasn't gonna push, but you know I'm a I'm a low key silent fan of yours. And when you said you was doing this blog and doing this website, I was very excited. But now it's here; it's finally here. So, so talk to me about it. Uh, okay. So the website is loveandlunacy.com. Um, and if you go there, that's where you'll find my blog. Um, I not only have just my blog, but I also have different informational pages to kind of help um guide people who just kind of need a little guidance like if they don't want to physically ask for help or say what they need i kind of put on there a resource page so it's like if you want to look up a counselor or a therapist a psychologist i kind of listed several in the shreveport Bolger area to kind of help people kind of gauge which way they want to go um and I always put the disclaimer to do your research um because I just recently did a vlog on therapy and I always tell people, do your research mm-hmm. when it comes to mental health um, to kind of figure out what you need. So that's kind of what I'm working on is just providing um, educational tools right now, trying to get the blog, you know, up and going, get, you know, viewers up on my YouTube channel that's now up. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now, just kind of branching out and putting love and lunacy out there for the world. All right, so before I, I kind of dive into that, Love and Lunacy, talk to me about that name. Like, what what inspired the name of the website? Oh, man, I went through some names for this bad boy. <laughs> I was like, because you want to be so different. You don't want to be like everyone else or just be like, oh, therapy for people. You know, everybody has such a generic name or it's just, right, and I was like, right. I really wanted a name that was going to capture like what I feel mental health is and it was just not so much just like mental health but also including love because self-love is a huge part of mental health um and so I wanted to incorporate those two and I was like just jotting down these different things and you know uh my sister helped me a lot bouncing ideas off of her and I'm just like hey what does this sound like what does this sound like and so I was just writing in my journal and I was just like okay you know I I know we're focused on like the stigmas of mental health. So I was like, okay, a lot of people who don't understand it or, you know, the judgmental people, they tend to call you crazy if you tell Mm -hmm. them you have mental problems. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, what's another word for crazy that doesn't 
sound crazy. Crazy. And <laughs> so that's how I came up with the lunacy part. So I was like, love and lunacy. And then I was like, and then surviving mental health because that's what it's about. Like love and like how you feel about your mental and providing tools to surviving mental health and so it just ended up all coming together and it was just like perfect it was like as soon as i saw it i knew that was the name that sounds great i mean i I love the way it sounds like um and we're going to talk more about surviving mental health a um, a little bit later on but i I wanted to touch on the fact that i think it's such a great thing with your with your site that you you point people in avenues um as as far as mental health i saw i saw somewhere on your on and I think in one of your vlogs where you were like, uh, well, actually in your about section where, where you said, you know, if for those people who are not, um, didn't want to necessarily commit to going to see a, see a counselor or, you know, or, or isn't ready to sit there and, br- and break it down to family, what's going on in your, in your, in your mind, you're creating that, that avenue in that space. So I love the fact that you have those avenues there on your website because we both, we both know, um, the Shreveport Bossier area and probably North Louisiana in general, mm-hmm. well, probably the whole damn state, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's, the whole <laughs> it's the whole state. I was trying to be nice, but it's the whole fucking state. The whole state is really underdeveloped when it comes to, to mental health and providing an aid for mental health. And yeah. I, I've talked to so many different people, um, you know, back home that, 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 that they'll say something like, Oh, well, yeah, I, I'm gonna go see somebody after you finally convinced them to go see somebody, but the wait time was like a month and a half or two months. Right, right. And it is a taking forever and then they get discouraged because they're waiting for so long. And also I discovered um, while doing this that we're underfunded Mm -hmm. in Louisiana. Um, So the mental health treatment has not come as far as other states. Um, And so I know we have been working as I'm also on the state board for mental health for Louisiana. So I figured if I want to effectively make a change, that's something I need to be involved in because I'm trying to create change here in Louisiana. And that's very important. And so I learned that like so many people, either they get discouraged because of other people or they feel they can't afford it. And um, Mm -hmm. that is something I've been elaborating on so much is that if you want help, it's available to you. There is no reason that you can't get help. And even in Louisiana, when it's being underfunded, we get a grant every month that provides um, funding for people who can't afford to get treatment themselves or any type of care they need to help with their mental health. If you contact a local community center um, that gets the grant, they'll cover it for you or they have financial assistance programs where they can work with you or create a payment plan and a lot of therapists are a part of that program so i i did want to stress that that if you want help it is available to you as well as like medicaid covering it because that's the insurance i have and i have an amazing therapist and so if it's if you want it it's available to you you just got to be willing to do a little work for it and and that's true and I i don't think i don't think everyone knows about there, there, there are opportunities there. You know, it's, it's not just, uh, I, I got to jump through too many hoops. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's things that are right there that you can at least talk to. Um, and, and, I, and I'm glad that you're creating that space, both with a blog and a vlog. I think that's really important how you do that because it, it, it sometimes you have to put that face, um, mm-hmm. w- you know, with, with mental health. And 
Look, I I want to be in the shadows as much as possible. I really do. Like I, I want to just write my vlog, and then and then if I need to cry, I'm a cry on my own. But I I have I have since learned I have since learned that I I definitely got to do more in 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 it's showing my face and being out there. So it's yes. the reason the podcast. At least you can hear my voice. I'm tr- I'm gonna try to do more videos. I'm yes. I'm not as brave as you, but I'm gonna try to do more videos. <laughs> it's very nerve wracking. It is very nerve wracking. <laughs> but I'm three videos in, so I'm getting a little used to it. <laughs> you 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 are killing it. You are killing it. Thank so you. Let's try to transition to just exactly what we talking about. So we're 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 talking about surviving mental health, and I think it's I think it's. Uh, it's more so than than just the, that term that most people don't don't really wrap, wrap their mind around. It's like when they when they think surviving mental health for most people from from what I've talked who I've talked to, it's okay. You were down and you wanted to commit suicide, and then you stopped yourself from committing suicide, so it's, it's over with. Hooray, we won. Mm-hmm. But nah, no. Nah. So 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 talk to me from your perspective. What does it look like? about surviving mental health because I don't, I don't, you know, you know, and I know we trading on a, a lot, open ourselves up. So I, well, I'll start first for, so for me, there has been times where, um, not only have I, well, I try to explain to, to everybody who I talk to that, um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. let's be, let's be, let's be real. It's not a day that goes by that I don't think about it. It's just, mm-hmm. it just, I will think about it at least once a day where I'm like, why am I still living? But it's, yeah. it's, it's the, it's creating that, that space, those, you know, you know, having that strength where you can sit there and kind of deflect that thought off where you can kind of just shake it off. Uh, the, the problems is when it lingers, you know, after, after you thought about it for that, that nanosecond right. and that's where the issues uh, mount up. It a lot of people can't even believe that because they think once, once you've taken the pills away and you've gone to a mental institution for a while, which I did, and 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 all of a sudden you come out, oh, you're good now. Because look at you, you're smiling, just like all over again. So, so talk to me a little bit about about your experience in Survivor. Um, I am so glad that you made this, you know, a focal point because that's something that I stressed on my site. Because I I'll say like I'm a mental health survivor, but I tell them that. I haven't beat anything. Mm -hmm. Um, Every day I have to make a choice to be a survivor. Um, It's not a, like you said, there's not a day where you get up and everything's just easy. People tend to think that, Oh, they just on the outside looking in. So, you know, they think if you're doing okay from what they see that you're okay. Or if you've done any type of treatment, you know, they think you're cured. No, that's not how mental health works. You can't just cure it. Um, it's literally something you have to battle every day. And that's why love, like, like it just it brings together for love and lunacy because it's just like, that's why self-love is so important. Because if you can love yourself enough to fight those thoughts, like you're showing yourself and those around you, like, I want to be here, even though your mind's telling you, why are you here? You don't you don't need to be here. No one cares about you. Like, that's just the enemy. That's just your mind playing tricks on you. People underestimate the strength of your mind. They don't mm-hmm. realize how strong and powerful those thoughts are. And those thoughts don't just come, like, if you're sitting, oh, say you're sitting on a beach, sipping a pina colada. You're not going to get those type of thoughts. It's going to happen when something else happens. 
and you're upset, it's going to be a triggering effect. And so for me, like it was a big thing of learning to love myself, to know I have a reason to be here. I have a purpose. I know I'm not perfect. I know, but I know I'm worthy, you know, and, and for me, like my faith plays a huge part in how far I've come. Uh, Cause you know, you know how far I've come. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do have those days where you don't want to be here. And sometimes the thoughts are more than you can, you can battle on your own. Um, which is why, you know, I created a safe place because so many people feel alone when they're dealing with uh, mental health or any type of mental illness. They feel alone because mm-hmm. they've been shunned by someone at some point when they try to open up about how they feel. And so being, you know, have been that person, I know how that feels, you know, and that's why it took 12, 15 years for me to tell my family, hey, I suffer with depression and anxiety. I've attempted suicide. You know, um, those are things I dealt with behind closed doors because I felt like no one tried to understand. And what made it something that I was like, when God put it on my heart to do this, it's, it's never just about me, but it plays a huge part in what I've been through because my mom suffered from depression and hid it from us her entire life. Like, I didn't know until I got older and I got diagnosed that I recognized the signs in her. And so I was like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that for my child. So if anything, my baby gave me the motivation to get up and try to make a change within myself. And then seeing that, okay, you know, I can get up every day, even though I don't want to, I still get up every day. I'm showing him that, Every day is not going to be a good day, but you still keep going. You don't give up. And so that's the biggest thing that I try to stress to people is don't give up on yourself because you're so much stronger than what you feel or what you think you are. And once you, you know, start, what is it, acquiring tools to help, Mm -hmm. you can start, you know, managing those days a little bit better. So it'll be a post where you can't get out of bed, like, meh, I just feel like meh, but I'm up. And and so those little differences, and like I say, count those small victories. Getting out of bed, getting ready for work, getting your kids to school on time, even though you feel like crap, celebrate that because you still got up and you did the damn thing. And you're making making it happen. And people just feel like they're supposed to have these big moments where it's like, oh, you know, like, no. To me, mental health is all about the little things to keep you going. But you're right. People always think that me, I'm people, because I, because I, because I am definitely people. Because I, my my thing is, I do struggle so much with the the little things for me. It's like, well, I'm supposed to do that. You know, I'm supposed to do that. Like I, like I have always had problems for um, celebrating the, the small victories. Like I, I had a little, I had a little bout, with, which is why I had to kind of take a little, a little mental break mm-hmm. uh, from recording. And and it was it was while while Brooklyn was out here while while my daughter was out here and it was it was so it was so rough because I only get her for the summer and and for Thanksgiving right. so so I I don't want to be like uh you know suck as a day where I'm I'm in bed in the dark and I just want to lay down when when she want to go to the pool or hey right. daddy let, let's make cookies or, or mm-hmm. something like Ugh, I gotta shake it off I gotta do it and I gotta yeah. just wipe some tears out of my eyes but. 
it really was a big deal, you know, you know, to to be able to to go to the store with her and do that. And, she, and then she's like, "You want to make cookies with me?" And I'm like, "I really don't. I just want to eat cookies." But okay, fine, fine. <laughs> I don't want to make them. I don't want to make them. I just want to eat all of them. That's all I want. I just want to eat all of them in bed while I cry. But okay, yeah. let's make some cookies. Let's make some cookies. So you're right. It's those small victories that mean so much. Um, also, something that really got me is because I, I know that you are a woman of faith. And and my my question to you is, how do, how do you handle um, those individuals that, let's say, the church is just the answer like if, if the people who when you're when you're dealing with these mental health issues and you say they say oh well you're not praying hard enough that's that's mm. the issue you ain't praying hard enough let me tell you because i love my elders don't get me wrong mm-hmm. but that is the first thing an old person will say to you you just need to pray about it i had to do the face because you gotta, you gotta pray about it that's how they look at <laughs> and they're just like you need to pray baby you're not praying hard enough Look here, Miss Lady. Yes, I am. Okay, I am praying. Um, but I had to realize because I was one of those people that prayed and then just kind of waited for something to happen. Mm-hmm. And as I got older, I learned you you can't just pray and expect things to come your way. You've got to do the work. So it's like when you pray about something, go out there and make it happen. If you're praying for God to help you with your mental health. Go out there and utilize a tool that's available to you that he's put out there in this world to help you to make yourself better. And so in that moment, that's when I went and found a therapist because I was just like, I'm sitting here trying to pray and do it on my own. And God didn't create us to be alone in any way. He created us to, you know, for companionship. And, And it's not always like people look at that when, they're told that and they think of it oh well that's it's not romantic like companionship can be any form of a relationship and having a therapist that's my companionship to help Mm -hmm. me get through my rough days um you know and so that's kind of where i was just like you can pray but you also have to put in the work um no matter how you look at it even if you're not a you know faith-driven person you still got to put in the work either way it goes so god helps those who help themselves right that's that's in there yep and that's what you have to do you have to be willing to help yourself that's why if you pray about something and you and you keep doing the same things guess what you're going to keep getting the same outcome until you change what you're doing you're not going to get anything different so yeah pray about it and then go get it and you'll see how things start to play out differently but you have to also be patient because god does things in his own timing and me i was very impatient i feel like and which is something i'm still working on today because i feel like god i've been through so much like lord you know i didn't been through so much in these 28 years of my life like i just i feel like things should be easier at this point but that's not how it is so I learned, okay, I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to do what I got to do. And I'm going to be patient because one thing God has always done, he has always come through for me and always made a way. So that's why I remain faithful because it's been proven to me too many times. I can't just be like my faith doesn't play a part in my mental health because until you're sitting on a bathroom floor with your wrist slit and it's literally something called divine intervention where my best friend called 
and like she knew something was wrong. I hadn't talked to anybody all day and she knew and she literally saved my life. Like that's no like to me like there's nothing but God because it wasn't my time. He had a bigger purpose for me. And I wholeheartedly believe that that's what love and lunacy is. It's my purpose. And that's why, you know, when someone says pray harder, I do pray. And praying has got me to where I am with this because I know I want to help people. And I feel like this is the best way to help myself and someone else at the same time. That's, that's a great story. And that's and, and I'm glad that you were able to share that. One. And um, two, I'm glad you survived. Like the... <laughs> It's, it's it's like it's like we say it's, it's it's the the work starts after you know you you su- you survive that uh, that initial attempt of suicide or the, the pills you're about to take or mm-hmm. risk being slit things of that nature. Um, I think I think it's really brave on how on on on, on how you speak out against um about mental health. Especially with your own stories, especially expressing expressing things just like you just did there. Um, for me, I remember the first time that I wrote about mental health, my mental health in my blog. Like, I, you know, okay, I, I'm gonna write. Yeah, I wanted to kill myself at this point in time. Like, I, I wrote about it. Yeah, I my hand was shaking, pre- getting ready to press in, and I sit it out there in the atmosphere, and I was just like, oh my god, what did I just do? Like, I, like it was just. It was so nerve wracking because that that's something that it's like you said, it took you 12, 13 years to sit there and tell your family because it's something you want to keep. Right. Right. So tell me about how 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 that is, because for me, it it was gratifying once once I got a couple of emails where people were like, I'm so glad you said this. Like, I feel this way, too. And Mm -hmm. I never would have thought about saying this. You're brave. And I'm just like. Okay, but I freak out every time I do it, even though I've, I've yeah. been doing it for years. Tell, talk to me about how how it feels for you. It is definitely a very humbling and gratifying feeling. Um, since I've launched officially in June, I've helped three people. And I know to most people that doesn't seem like a lot, but when you know what people are dealing with with mental health and how hard it is, to open up and talk to somebody that's a huge victory for me that means that i'm doing something right where three people took it upon themselves to confide in me and Mm -hmm. like it was the best i cried i'm not gonna lie like i cried i called my sisters like yeah like i mean i knew one of the people um and then it was like two other strangers like complete strangers um who had been seeing my posts and things on facebook and they were writing me about things that were going on in their life and I was just like whoa like you're making like you're making a difference like Mm -hmm. it matters and whether it's and like I always think about what we learned in church like God left the many for the one and that's the same mentality I have when it comes to doing this do I want to help a ton of people yes but if I could help just one person that's just as gratifying as helping a hundred people because that, like I tell people that one conversation can help save somebody's life. So that's why it's like, it's just an amazing feeling. And it's what keeps me going because a lot of the times I was like, Oh, I don't know if I should do this. Like, I feel like I'm getting in over my head. 
Nobody's really going to care. You know, everybody goes through their own thing. Nobody wants to talk. Nobody wants to do anything about it. You know, we've been trying to change this for years. What difference am I going to make? But then I was like, you know what? That's negativity. If this wasn't meant for you, you wouldn't have all of this inside of you. And then when I did come out to everybody telling them what I was had been working on, like the outpouring of love and support was remarkable. And it was so overwhelming. Like I cried for two days because the messages and comments just kept rolling in and they were like, you're meant for this, like do this. We need this. And to know that, okay, yes, it's worth it. You know, it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. And so that's kind of what keeps me going with it. No, I mean it. It's that, it's that positive positiveness, and and three people is is Alex, That's huge. Like I, like <laughs> like that 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 are three. That's three lives. That's three families. That's three people's just ways of life have just been changed, and and especially helping strangers at that. Like yeah. that 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 makes that makes. Uh, Getting all emotional and all Don't, over my chest. You know, you know I'm a crybaby. Don't <laughs> you get me to cry? <laughs> but I'm saying I'm so proud. I'm so freaking Thank proud. You. All, right, but, all right, that's the positive. But what's the, what's some of the negatives? Because we know there are negatives. We because it's that it's that feeling of just being out there. So have you encountered yeah. any negatives in, in in being this spokesperson? Um. I haven't really encountered any negatives from anybody else. Most of the negatives have been internal, mm. uh, just within mm. me feeling like I'm not good enough to do this. Um, or I haven't come far enough in my journey to be helping other people because I still struggle. But then I flip it because I'm just like, that's the perfect reason why you should be doing this. Because like I tell people, I feel like mental health is where it is because so many people look at, okay, well, this person's successful. This is a psychiatrist trying to tell me about my life and they're making $300,000 a year, you know, living, driving their Porsche, living their best life. What are you going to tell me about me? And I'm struggling and you've never been in my shoes. And so that's where I was like, you know what? You may not be where you want to be, but you for damn sure aren't where you started. And so use that to help guide other people to show them you can make the progress. Like it's possible for you to overcome your, you know, your mental health struggles and to have a happy life. Like for the first time in a long time, I still have struggles, but I can say I'm happy, you know, and that is a word I never got to experience even having my baby I wasn't happy because of my situation Mm -hmm. you know like my mom was dying I wasn't happy so you know for the first time it's just like I'm not where I want to be but I realize how far I've come and I'm grateful and so I try to just any negativity I try to just flip it into a positive because I know if you let that negativity stay it's not going to do anything but diminish everything you've built and you know just knock you back 10 steps so like i say if anybody doesn't agree then they have the right to their opinion and i have had discussions with people who don't agree that mental health is real or a thing and i'm like that's your opinion yeah those people i I can't even wrap my mind around i i can't either because i'm like at some point in everyone's life they've gone through something that has messed with their mental 
and made you feel a certain type of way. So it's just like everybody experiences mental health is just to a certain degree. Everybody's different. And so I kind of just, like I say, I'll let them have their opinions, but I'm one of those people who I love open dialogue. I love having conversations. I like talking about things because I feel like until you have those uncomfortable conversations, you're never going to get any change. So even with the people who are mm-hmm. stubborn and don't believe mental health is real, having a simple conversation with them and explaining, you know, things you've been through, because a lot of people don't know people who've been through those types of things. Right. So they don't believe that it's real. But when you can show them or tell them things that you've been through and they see, wow, like they'll have that mind opening moment, like, okay, like it may not have happened to me, but it happens to other people. And that still is a big deal because you're gaining more support as you're doing it. You know, even if it's like they're not out here fighting to make a change, they're still supporting those. And that way, if they encounter somebody who does have those type of struggles, now they know what to do. Now they're more empathetic to what that person's going through and they can help save a life. So to me, it's a chain reaction. So you you feel negatively, I'm going to try to educate you the best I can. And then encourage you to continue to educate yourself, you know, and just keep the ball rolling. Like, that's all we can do because yeah. that's what we have to do as, as black Americans in this world. We're constantly educating people on what we're going through and how we're feeling about things that are happening in the world. And it's the same thing with mental health. I mean, you're right. You're you're right. You're right. Um, You are so strong and you and you. Obviously, with 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 this endeavor you've taken on helping three people since 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 you launched in in June, um, and just and and just always being a rock for other people. How do you stay grounded as as you're an anchor for other people in, in this? Because I because I know hearing those stories and going back and forth and being that support for people, I know personally how taxing that that can be. And sometimes I just want to be I, y'all. Just let me just sit there and watch like. Avengers Endgame in, in in the dark for a little while, so I just won't, won't have to talk to nobody. I would just do that for a week out on, to be honest with you. I was like, let me watch Captain America Civil War and just sit here and not talk, say nothing to nobody. Right. So how do you stay grounded to keep you from flying off? Um, whew, that's, that's a tough one because that's honestly one of my biggest struggles. Mm. Uh, and I, I know it's because like I struggle with mental health personally. You always feel like you're, you always feel like you're alone. So it's like you're there for other people, but you always feel like no one's there for you in the way that you need them to be. But what I had to learn is nobody's a mind reader. If you need someone or if you are feeling upset about something, vocalize it, whether they agree or not, get it out and try to move past you know figure out a way to constructively work through those feelings and so that's something i've had to do i really can't take the credit in all honesty my therapist (laughs) she (laughs) has gotten me to the point of staying right because i wasn't staying grounded i was overwhelmed i was emotional i was exhausted because i was just like i can't keep pouring into people and I'm not getting anything back. I was like, I can't do this anymore. And it was to the point where I didn't want to fight for me anymore because I felt like I didn't have anything to give myself. So 
she kind of told me like when you're feeling that way pull back she was like you don't have to take care of everybody all the time she's just like you're not superhuman you are human Mm -hmm. so she's like allow yourself to be human if you're having a day say you're having a day if you don't want to answer the phone don't answer the phone and so honestly how i stay grounded is i learned how to say no Mm -hmm. i learned how to limit myself to other people um that is so important and i tell people that like with mental health being selfish is so important because if you don't take care of you who will so I just have to, and it doesn't always go over well with people. Oh, I ain't no. heard from you in days. I'm sorry you're mad because you couldn't talk about what you were going through. But in order for me to be the friend, the sister, the co- the employee, the whatever you need, I needed to pull away to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. And I learned that you don't owe nobody an explanation. I don't have to tell you why. I didn't talk to you for three days. If I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk. I'm grown. I pay my own bills. <laughs> I don't got to answer to nobody. <laughs> so, you know, if I need to take a couple days for me, then I have every right to do so. I'm not going to allow anyone to make me feel overwhelmed or to make me feel any type of way about what I'm feeling because I know my feelings are validated. So, therefore, mm-hmm. if I know I feel off, I'm going to take the steps I need to take in order for me to feel better. I mean, you're right. Like my 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 therapist is telling me every week. She tells me every week, "No, it's a complete sentence, Jared. No, it's a complete sentence." And I, and I was like, "Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm. I don't know. I don't have to give an explanation, but you know, maybe no, it's a complete sentence, Jared. Okay, okay. I'm probably gonna have to sit there and and meditate and, and keep saying no, it's a complete sentence, especially yes. after the big game head. So I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to do that. Um. All right. I want to switch. To a um, new segment I'm working on. I, I didn't work on. You know, it's, it's called uh, Damn University. Like the shirt that's available right there. Link in my bio. Um, but what I do is it's like a, either either a, a write in or a call in or somebody sends sends me sends me like um, a bit of a a message and then me and my and my guests we listen to it. And we figure out, you know, try to give them some advice. A little advice column. We're trying to take them to school. Damn university. Yeah. That's what I'm doing with that. See, you 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 go you know the vibes. You know the vibes. Okay. All right. So and this week and then maybe eventually I have me like some some music. Like, let's take them to school and then damn university that's playing. I'm I'm working on it. It's in my head. But (laughs) but in the meantime, let me read the, the question for today for damn university. With Simone Biles and uh, Naomi um, Osaka's trending recently about their mental their mental breaks, how does a person take a break, uh, like a mental health day, or maybe a week, or maybe a couple of days, um, with, without scrutiny, judgment, um, or a negative impact to their job? Um, for me, I've I've struggled with with this um, working in a, in a Fortune 500 company because I I was like, do I keep keep this as my, my personal business or do I I'm I'm sharing on the outside and, and, and some of the people who I work with follow me so they know I got these issues. So do I sit there and just be like, yo, I'm, today ain't the day for me. I, I I always struggle with that. Um but what are your thoughts on this? How 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 can how can a person just take this mental health day and and, and avoid everything else to fall out from it? Um to be honest with you, there'll never not be a fallout. Right. 
That's just the honest truth. Um, because so many people don't understand mental health and the severity of it, there's always going to be a fallout because somebody feels that it's not relevant. It shouldn't affect you to the point where you can't complete your job. When for most of us, our jobs are what causes our mental breaks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would say vocalize how you feel. If you, if say you're starting a new job, you know, I wouldn't say say it in the interview, but once you get started and, you know, they're showing you around, be like, hey, I just want to let you know I suffer with depression and anxiety or whatever the case may be. So I'm going to have good days. I'm going to have bad days. You know, I'm here to do my job, but just know if I need, you know, time or something's wrong, I just need you to be understanding and receptive of that. That's what I did with my current job. Um, Mm. It wasn't a comfortable conversation, but, you know, when I was coming in, like I came in two days in a row and she just knew like, hey, you're not normally like this. What's going on? You know, and for most of us, we'll just be like, oh, no, just having a day. You know, no, I was like, I have been crying all morning, all night. I was just like, I feel miserable. I don't want to be here. Um, And I was just like, it's not anything about the job. I'm just... I'm just struggling. And so, you know, I just kind of was open and honest about it. Um, And, you know, that way, if it does occur in the future or, you know, whenever, and I need to be like, hey, I can't come in today. I just, I can't do it. They already know. So it's Mm -hmm. not anything that's catching them off guard because you've already told them what you're going through. Um, Same way, like, if I schedule... Like, if I needed my therapy appointment on a Thursday instead of a Friday, I let my boss know, like, hey, I got to go to my therapy appointment. And there's no problems. Um, So I feel as long as you give notice and notification, providing information, basically, is what you're going to have to do. Um, You don't want the world to know what you're going through. But sometimes you've got to say it because, like I said, people aren't mind readers. And so you could end up putting your job in jeopardy because you don't want people to know what you're going through because i know it's a lot of people who be like oh no i go to work i go home my business is my business yeah Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's hard to separate work and home life especially if you're working a lot you know and things tend to overlap it's inevitable so just be open and honest about what you're going through and to be real if they're not understanding of it that's not someone you need to work anyway because that means they don't care about you how they work you or anything else that may happen so I think it would help you kind of navigate where you need to be, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I do, I do agree with 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 you straight up out the, out the gate. There is no way you're gonna a- avoid the negative fallout. I don't even concern yourself with it because mm-hmm. because because what you're going through and your mental health is the number one priority. So if so, there 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 was times I would go into that to that office. And now, granted, luckily it was a dark room, and I'm just working. I'm miserable. Like I, I am definitely miserable. I am crying at my desk. Like I, it's to a point where I feel like, like I'm really about to be like ugly cry. You know, just like, <laughs> like I'm about to make noises and everything. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, let me let me go. So I go to I go I went to the men's room. I went I went to the stall, and the, and then I just kind of just balled up my shirt and bit my shirt so I could so I could muffle the sound and get it out and cry. Dry my eyes as much as I can, put my head down, and, and kept going. My problem with 
my problem with that, the Jared now, his problem with that Jared doing that is, dude, go home. Like, go home. Like, whatever you're doing, that, that, like that 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 day's work that I felt like was was so important, so significant that I could I could not miss because I had to because I didn't want to disappoint anybody. I couldn't mm-hmm. even tell you, Alex, what I was doing. Couldn't even remotely tell you what I was doing. Yep. Didn't matter. It didn't matter. Go home, take the day. Oh yeah, I, I want to save my my off time for you know when I can go to Dallas to see Brooklyn or go on vacation right. or anything like right. that. That's fa- that's fantastic. But if but if but if you if you're at, if you're at work crying, you need to take the day, and 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 it really doesn't matter about the fallout of, of what happens. Your it, they're your days for a reason. Now to get to a point where you didn't you didn't use up you know most of your days because of this, yeah. I'm, now I'm talking to HR. Hey, this 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 is what it this is what it is. This is yeah. what I'm going through. Hey, by by law you can't fire me for it. It is, it is exactly, you know exactly so exactly. I'm gonna keep it real there, but utilize your time. You, you don't have. That's the one thing that I have I have learned. I, I think I think I'm, I'm gonna say this. I think I've learned that got out of my head. I don't have to be a Superman in my job because I I will be trying to do everything and oh, I don't want to let down the team. Got to support the team. Got to yep. support the team. Got to support the team. They don't care. Like I I know people in my current job now that be they be like it's only two people that's working today. Well. I got drunk last night and I don't feel like it, so I ain't coming in. What? You, huh? It be like that with it some be like people. That. Yeah. And if they willing to not come in for being drunk, then why would you deny yourself that time to rest and you know, get get where you need to be? Mm-hmm. Because there's people who call out for all kind of rain. People call out, I've called out of work because I just didn't want to go in. Ain't nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. I ain't drunk. Ain't my alarm went off, and I just was like, I can't do it today. I don't want to do it today. I don't want to adult. I don't want to do nothing. I'm going to drop my kid off at school and come back home and go to sleep. Because I want to. I just don't want to do it today. And to me, you know what? That's what it is. I can't come in today. Right. I can't. And it has to get to the point where you understand you don't have to carry your job on your back. It's not your job to... Keep that place up and running. Are you an employee there? Yes, you're there to do your job. But if you can't do your job, it's not your problem to figure out how they're going to make it happen. That's up to the owner, the boss, the whoever to figure it out, make it work. You know, um, you just got to, that's why I say you got to be selfish sometimes. Don't overdo it, though. Don't take advantage. You know, only utilize it if you need it. That way they know it's genuine because if a company feels like they're getting taken advantage of, then you need to put your job on the line. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be smart about it. Like I say, if it's a day where you're just like, I don't want to do this, go get you a Red Bull, go get you some Starbucks, go get your favorite breakfast, whatever you need to do, try to perk yourself up a little bit and just get through the day. But if it's one of them days where you, the night before you were crying and you didn't sleep, and your heart is heavy, and you can't think straight, stay home. Take care of yourself, because mm-hmm. what good are you going to be for them if you can't even effectively do your job because your mind is somewhere else? Yo, Alex, Alex just answered y'all questions. Alex, Alex, thank you for taking them to school at, at yes. damn university. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're about to get out of here, but I want to give that opportunity for you to, to promote, rep everything that you're doing, tell them where they can find you on social media. Talk to them, Alex. <laughs> I feel like I'm a rapper. Talk to him, Alex. 
So you can find me on Facebook and YouTube at Love and Lunacy colon surviving mental health um and my instagram is love and lunacy all lowercase with the underscore um so you can find me there and if you ever need to send an email because you need to talk my email is love and lunacy 21 at gmail.com you can also instant chat me if you go to the website which is www.loveandlunacy.com i do have an instant chat that comes directly to my phone um, from Facebook and Instagram. If you message me there, I'll get it. So if you need to talk at 2.30 in the morning, you feel alone, I'm here. So. Wow. Wow. Yo, you 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 a real one, girl. You a real <laughs> one. You a real one. I like I love that. I love I love your commitment to 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 ensuring that everybody is good. Hey, whatever you need, you know, like we, we need to sit there and run some spots on the podcast, whatever you need to promote as far as trying to get a donation drive going. We'll talk offline. I'm okay. here. I'm here for you. Okay. Thank you. Alex, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.